Welcome to The Soul Journey, where we will discuss the journey of people, authors, musicians, clergy, blue collar, white collar, and beyond, and find out what drives their journey. I'm Proverb Newsom. The Soul Journey starts right now. Hey, welcome to Soldier, and I'm Proverb Newsome. Hey, before we get started with our guest today, I just want to welcome to the family, to the Soldier and family in the podcast, the new listeners from Canada and the new listeners from Spain. Thank you all so much for joining. Spread the word in your countries, among your friends. We're having a great time. We're having a lot of good dialogue about some really relevant topics and issues. So thank you for joining the family. Welcome. And today we'll jump right into our guest. Uh, joining us today is Shim Francis. Shim is an educator, he's also an artisan and an entrepreneur. And believe it or not, we're gonna cover all those grounds. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's man. It's a pleasure that I'm, I'm glad you came. Absolutely. I'm glad I'm here, I'm man. I'm glad you came, I'm glad man. I'm here. Plus, I had to return the favor. Yeah, right. right? You. <laughs> Because you, you had me on uh, For the Ride, for the ride which for we the will ride. talk about absolutely, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So the show is called The Soul Journey, and okay. you may or may not know, so I'll, just, I'll explain mm-hmm, it to you. Mm-hmm. And since we got new people in Canada and absolutely. Spain, I'll explain it for Canada? them too. What's up, Spain? Yeah. So the show is called The Soul Journey for a reason. So we, we like to have guests on, okay. and we find out about their journey mm-hmm. and what they're up to, mm-hmm. how they got to where they are, yeah, yeah. all the stories and stuff along the way, whatever we can squeeze in. Absolutely. So we've been friends for a minute. And uh, I know I know that you're an artist. I know that yeah. you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. I know you're an educator, yeah. uh, slam poet. Yeah. All this all I know about that. you, all man. <laughs> but tell me where you were born. I was born in the UK. The UK. Birmingham, England, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. Born so who's there. from the UK? Your mom or your dad or both? My um, Well, my mother, when you know she was born in Jamaica, of course. She spent nine years in Jamaica and then came over to the UK to live. My dad was born in the UK, so... They came together. Okay. Had me and my sister, man. Wow. That's incredible. That's how it went down. That's awesome, man. Yes, sir. I, yes, I sir. never knew you were yeah, from the UK. Man, from the UK. Wow. I lived there 10 years before I came over here to the States. No way. So yeah. you were 10 when you moved to the States. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how did growing up in the UK influence you, man? Man, you know, people don't know, but in the 90s, it was. It was kind of opening their prejudice towards certain really? people, man. I would have never guessed yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, one of my experiences, I never forget this. I'm, you know, I'm um, riding my bike in the neighborhood, and these three kids stop me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm trying to get to my house, trying to get to my house. They start throwing rocks at me, man. No way. They, they're yelling out certain things <laughs> that, you know, you, that you don't really want to hear, man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that was a part of our experience growing up in England, wow. man. So, you know, coming over here was definitely... A great opportunity for us, you awesome, know, my man. mother and I. So, yeah, that's great, man. Yes, I, I I got a chance to visit um, London, I think, mm-hmm. and it's been a long time, yeah. eighty seven, oh, and that was the first time, first time mm-hmm, I've ever been overseas, mm-hmm. man. And I loved it. You yeah. know, we were there for like uh, I don't know, man. It's what seemed like a day before I saw another black person. <laughs> And I was like, because yeah, I was beginning to think, <laughs> I was beginning to think, what is going yeah, on here? Like, Maybe what? that's why it's the old country. Who knows? Yeah. And then the first black person I saw was uh, was a was a Bobby, right? A London police <laughs> officer. And so I just thought it was flies. Uniform was flies. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey man, um, 
you know, can 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 I take a picture with you? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, in his yeah. accent, yes, absolutely. And uh, so I was like, can can I wear your hat? And he wasn't <laughs> nah, feeling that. That's, that that's when I lost him. That was a know? violation, absolutely. <laughs> that's when I lost him. But it was a great trip, and I loved the city. <laughs> wanted to get the, oh, I, funny, I wanted to man. hold his hat, man. That's the hat cool, was that's fly, cool. you know. So, uh, so you came here at ten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, how how when you got here? How was the comparison of American culture versus mm-hmm. your ten years of uh, UK culture? Well, you see, man, because like. You know, I grew up with the Jamaican culture oh, because no, okay. I'm Jamaican by nationality. So, gotcha. you know, as you're growing up, you're growing up in the Jamaican culture, which there are a ton of Jamaicans that live in England, man. So, so, wow. so that was like the flex. That's how I was raised, you know, with that culture. And then coming over here with the English accent, they were not having it, man. Because <laughs> I went from, you know, I lived in a rough place in sure. England. to go to a rough place living in um, in Florida. I was living in a place called Carroll City. Ah, so, yeah. Down so, by Miami. Down by Miami, mm-hmm. man. So... They used to call me Fresh Prince. They used to call me um, Jeffrey from Fresh Prince, you know, because I had the accent. They weren't oh, having it. That's they funny. weren't having it, man. So, you that's know, I, I had to adapt to the culture really quick, man. Jeffrey. You know, so that was that was an experience. So was an experience. did you find that it was harsher here or, or harsher there? You know, I think it was I think it was harsher over here. Really? You know, yeah, okay. definitely harsher over here. Not in terms of like the like the race issues that I'm telling you about, I was telling you about, but just more of fitting in. Okay. I think that was a tough part, man. You Mm. know, so I found myself isolated a lot, you know, because, you know, you're going from one culture, you're being, you know, torn out from what you're used to. Sure. And then going to a place where, you know, you didn't want to go, you know, it was kind of involuntary, but you had to do what you had to do. All right. Yeah. So Carroll City, where where did you go to school in Carroll City? I went to to a private school, St. Monica Catholic School, man. That school was rough still, though. Like don't let the school name like don't let the school name trip you out. It was rough. Man. Wow. So yeah. so Jeffrey from Fresh Prince continued. Fresh. It just continued. <laughs> just continued to you stop. Know, private school then, to the point English where, accent yo, to the point where like I forced myself to put on the American accent. Like back in the nineties in, in like Miami, they used to always say, "Yo, what's up, cuz?" So, so I used to stand in the mirror and practice saying. <laughs> It was crazy, You man. became an actor, I man. I became the actor, man. You know what? I'm always so surprised when I find out who I think is an American actor mm. is from somewhere else, like yeah. like Wales or you know Australia. Yeah, yeah. Because when they're when they're doing their craft, man, it just sounds the like they're from here. Exactly. And so you see them on you know Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy mm-hmm, Fallon, mm-hmm, one of the late mm-hmm. night shows. And they're talking in their native accent. You're, You're like, shocked. what the heck? You know how <laughs> how is Idris Elba sounding like right. James Bond? How is Crazy. that happening? You know, Crazy. then you find out that's where he's from. Exactly. You're like, oh, snap. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool. That's so that was you. That was me. That was you. I had to put it on, man. Wow. <laughs> Wow, man. I had to, bro. All right. So, so you, you know, you're born in the UK, mm-hmm, stayed there mm-hmm, 10 years, mm-hmm. and then you transferred over to the United States at the yeah, age of 10, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carroll City, Miami, down yeah. in the bottom. Yeah. How did that transfer into your love for teaching? Let's mm. just talk about teaching, and that's because that's what you man, do. You're yeah, a teacher. Yeah. Right? You know what? It's funny enough, man. Like, that came from, you know, my mother and father broke up, of course, before we left for England. Okay. So when I was like three or four, they'd already split. Gotcha. So my pops wasn't really in my life like that, right? But the, the cool thing is, when we came over here to America, I hadn't seen my dad in like, oh my gosh, it's probably like seven years, right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So in 2002, my mom was like, 
you got to go see your dad. If you don't see him now, you never want to see him again. And uh, he was here? Or he's no, in he, the was, UK? he was in the UK. Okay, all right. So she saved us some chips. She got me a flight over there to go see him. And man, he was he was a teacher, okay. a math teacher at okay. that, right? Wow. Yeah, okay. so... Like, I'm, I'm walking around the street with him, and all I hear is, yo, Mr. Francis, thank you so much for everything you did. I'm like, yo, this is cool. You know, I was like, man, he has an impact on people. Sure, right. And a part of me wanted to connect with my father and wanted to have that same impact. I was like, yo, I'm going to go into teaching, man. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have that same impact that my dad had. I'm going to double that impact. I'm going to be wow. better than him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, so that's how the whole math thing started, man. Unbelievable. And I, I, was, I was good at math, but I didn't love math. My whole point of becoming a teacher was the influence piece. Yeah. That was the only attraction part to it. So the math was an avenue. I was like, okay, I'm good at math. I need to become a math teacher. That's how it came about, man. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. So do you think that had your mom not not enforced, uh, encourage you? Mm -hmm. Had she not encouraged you mm -hmm. to see your father, mm -hmm. that you'd be on the path of a teacher right now? No. No, huh? No. Wow. That bugs me. Wow. You just messed me up with I, that. I was going to say, I'm going to mess you up, but I just figured I just Yo. let it happen. I just let it happen. Yeah. Right? So your wow. mom encouraged you to she go see your dad. Me to go see my dad, and then that sparked Boom. It. Right? So that's I, cool, I was man. on the engineer, like, lawyer path. Mm. I remember when I was nine. Before we left, her mama, a note. When I become a lawyer and buy mom a big house, she still has a note to this day. She She's still, still waiting for that She's house. That's why I'm, so, I'm a teacher. That's why. You know? She ain't getting the house. I'm a teacher, bro. <laughs> she she going to get an apartment. Get an apartment. Duplex. You know what I'm saying? Trailer. She's with lucky. A, I'll give her a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her with a fridge, man. Dang. Make, it, make sure it's stocked, Make sure it's stocked. Yeah, it's got to be stocked. Give you know, a public gift card. You're going to forfeit man. the house. You're going to forfeit the house. <laughs> you know, at least you give her at least stock the fridge. fridge. Absolutely, Unbelievable, man. So That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. So now you know you're you're this awesome teacher. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you've taught all over Palm all Beach over County. Palm Beach County. And, yeah. and tell me some of the cool stories, man. Like I read I read a story mm -hmm. on um, on one of your social media outlets mm -hmm. where a student didn't have shoes mm -hmm. or he was wearing them. Yeah. Tell me that story. Tell, yeah, tell so, everybody that story. So yeah, I had um at my my recent school now, Lake Worth High. Um, you know, going teaching AP Calc to these kids, man. And I saw this kid walking in my class, and his walk was weird. I'm like, for like two weeks, I'm like, man, what was going on? Like, you okay? He's like, sir, my shoes are two sizes too small. Wow. And he's like, but I couldn't afford to get new shoes. And that broke me, bro. Wow. Like, yo, you can't afford to get, because I mean, you can go to Walmart, you can get some cheap ones, sure. you know, but he couldn't afford to get any of those shoes. So I said to myself, I talked to wifey, I'm like, yo, I got to get these kids, you know, yeah. kid a pair of kicks, man. So I got him a pair of kicks. It was a cool story, too. So I hid the kicks, like, in, um, what you call it, in one of my cabinets. Okay. And he All came right. to class, and I'm like, man, bro, when you get done doing this more problem with the boy, I was like, go to the cabinet for me and get something for me. I look up, get that box. He looked up. He's like, who are these for? I'm like, those are for you, man. Oh, those are man. kicks. Wow. And this kid is like, he's one of those, you know, those tough kids. You don't yeah. really show no emotion. He's kind of sure. like, what's up, sir? And that's really it. Man, he shook my hand like four times. He started crying, bro. Mm. And I'm just like, wow. And it was just a small gesture, you know. Sure. But, but that, well, you thought it was small. I, exactly. You know? I thought it was a small gesture, man. But to that kid, I mean, yeah, that was everything for him. Wow. You know? Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. And there's multiple stories like that. Tell man. me another right. one. Well, my first year teaching, right? Because don't forget, I came in with the mentality. I was going to just be the cool math teacher, right? That was my right. only connect. Sure. So... 
probably like three months into the year, I connected with this kid, kind of like a loner type kid, man. He comes to me, he's like, on Saturday, I'm going to take my life. He's like, I'm buying a gun on Friday, I'm going to kill myself on Just Saturday. like that? Straight up. Wow. And wow. I'm like, what? So at that moment, I'm like, you're no longer the math teacher. The, sure. Your job is now transcended now into mm-hmm. like this life coach, whatever the case may be. I didn't put a formal title on it then, but I knew that this kid's life was at stake, man. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you got to tell the authorities when, when those things take, yeah. you know, those things happen, Absolutely. man. So they went to the you know kid's house. They had a baker at them. They had to go through this therapy. And for a good year, I didn't hear from the kid. So I'm thinking like... Dang, he did it. Man, like, yeah. No. And mm. then you, you, I'm feeling bad because, like, I had to go, you know, quote, unquote, tell on him. And then now his whole life has been, like, disrupted because of information he told me. Right. Man, a year passes, I get a text message. Mr. Francis, I want to thank you for saving my life. Oh, man. He's like, I- I'm so glad that you told that day. And that messed me up. And that let me realize, like, yo, this teaching job? This is way more than the math. Like I live by this whole this whole like motto of more than math. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because the math is the gateway to these kids' hearts, man. So, you know, that really kind of kicked me off and like God was kind of showing me like this is what you're really here for. The right. math is one thing, but you're here for these lives, man. So Dude, that's awesome, it's man. Heavy. So you're and now you're actually getting to influence mm-hmm. um kids mm-hmm. kind of like your dad was doing like absolutely like now man. when you walk down the street absolutely people are saying mr francis yeah. and you're yeah. probably looking around to see your dad yeah, but, yeah. but it's, it's you <laughs> it's you it's actually it's, you it's, now this was the yeah. young one it's, it's the, the young francis it's man. the young francis absolutely now. absolutely that that's incredible man. Yeah, and, man and the cool thing about teaching and i could never do what you do mm-hmm. um because i mean i look in the news yeah. i watch the news yeah. i read stuff yeah. and it's like yeah. teachers have it rough mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. because kids nowadays and I sound like an old dude mm-hmm, but, but these mm-hmm. young people man are fearless and fearless. that's good and it's bad because fearless. they don't fear authority None of that. they don't fear anything None like if a teacher is telling them to sit down mm-hmm. they will buck up and be yeah, like absolutely. I ain't sitting down absolutely. What? and then they'll cuss you out Absolutely. and it's like as a teacher you have like no resources oh yeah None. well you can step out of my class mm-hmm. if they want that's the only backing you have. You know, if they want. If they want to. And then, or you can refer them to mm-hmm, the, the office, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's it. That's I mean, it. that's it, man. Yeah. You can't put your hands on mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kids swinging on teachers these days. I really couldn't do it. <laughs> but you, you have somehow navigated a way to uh, bridge education mm-hmm. and life skills mm-hmm. and the fact that now when your kids come, they don't only learn math, man. They learn about like life Absolutely. and how to cope and all Absolutely. that good stuff. And that's... That's a tribute to your yeah, style, man. man. Absolutely, man. It's one thing I, I learned early on, and it's one of my principals. To my first principal told me this. He said, "They don't care how much you know mm. until you know how much you care." Okay, all right. That's so. so that, that's been a model that I've lived by, man. So that's how you know I can be in a class where I teach in advanced calculus or whatever the case may be, yeah. and still connect with these kids because they know that I care about them. Wow. You know? And I make sure I'm I'm intentional about communicating my care for them, man. So. Always math. Always bro. math. 11 years math, bro. So we're talking algebra. <laughs> I'm talking about sixth grade math to advanced calc. I taught wow. it all. Wow. Wow. all, man. So hey. it's been crazy. I got young kids, man. So I'm just saying. <laughs> you need you tutoring. Know. Hit me up, yeah, man. Yeah, 
I will hit you up because, you know, I've never been to math with. Yeah. So now that I know, Mr. Francis Absolutely. can hook up Absolutely. my boys. Absolutely. For sure, man. So education, man, yes, inspired by your dad and yes, the influence sir. he had. Yes, sir. Uh, and the respect that he got in the mm-hmm, streets of the mm-hmm. UK. And now you're a teacher doing pretty much the same thing, saving lives, buying shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say, out of your teaching career, the most rewarding thing? I mean, saving a life Mm -hmm. is pretty huge. Yeah, it's huge. Aside from that. Man, I would say when I first started working at public school, because I've been at public school for five years now, I was at private school for six. Okay. You know, a part of me with my passion for poetry, right? Yeah. I was like, how can I be an influence to these kids without making it so blatant. Because when you're in the public school district, there's certain rules you got to follow. You got to navigate it a little different. So I was like, you know, I'm going to create a poetry club. Hmm, okay. Right? So I created a club called Speak Out Poets. Okay. First year, not a lot of students, you know, because you go to an inner city school, Lakewood's an inner city school, poetry is like one of them soft things. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you're trying to, you know, sit in front and read about my feelings or whatever the case may be. So my whole mission was to kind of teach these students, like, poetry is... It's expression of any form. Like, yeah. wherever you're at in your life, you can express it in a poetic form. Mm-hmm. So that first year was kind of like building that groundwork, man. Second year, had 30 poets. Wow. One year. One year. Jumped from five, five to, to 30. 30. Wow. Got the word out. I made, like, little business cards. Like, come out and be a speak-out poet. Made announcements, all that stuff. And um, we started an event called the Speak Out Lounge. Okay. So now this event was, like, the big thing, right? So I'm thinking, okay... I got 30 poets that love poetry now. Can I get the school to get behind it, right? So we're pushing it. We're moving forward with it. Our first event, 150 students show up, bro. That's insane. 150 students show up, and these poets, they went in. Mm. To see them be at a place where they were nervous in my classroom while they're rehearsing their poems, to being like powerful voices, man. When they're speaking in front of the students, it was like so crazy to the point where there was someone who was at the um, the event mm-hmm. who said, "I want your poets to to host and be like the the um, the main features for for my show for their show." So it was it was cool for me seeing you know youngsters take their voice, man. And let it be heard. I yeah. think that's been the most rewarding thing because it was like I played the behind the scenes role. Yeah, I wasn't the star of the show. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, <laughs> right, when, sure. when you're young, yeah. you want to be the star, so and so. But to take young minds and give them the power to speak and then to see what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And their poetry, man, is crazy. So they're still in poetry. Still in still poetry. Still doing it. Still doing it. That's incredible, man. So, like, when they came to the Speak Out Lounge and, and started mm-hmm. developing their poetry mm-hmm, and their mm-hmm, style, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would they? What, what, what was some of the content that would come out? It was crazy. You don't realize how hopeless these kids are. Mm. Like the lack of hope that's in them. So a lot of their poetry started off where it was just dark. Like I want to end my life. Like I'm tired of this. You know, mm-hmm. my, my parents don't support me. So you're hearing all those things. And one day I remember, I remember challenging them. I said, try to offer hope in your poem. Of course you're going through it. I'm not trying to stifle your voice, but try to offer hope in it, man. So yeah. a lot of their content went from, you know, a... a addressing how they truly felt 
but then kind of trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Okay. So you All dealt right. with depression, you you dealt with some of the drug experimentation, you dealt with the the you know the love and the heartbreak, you dealt with a whole range of, of issues, man. Mm. Even to the point where I had a, one of my students who actually became a Gates Millennium Scholar, like she was the last one to receive that scholarship. Wow. She did a poem about how the pressures of being smart got to her. Mm. She talked about creating a password and creating a password was like trying to detonate a bomb because she was afraid that if, you know, she entered the wrong password and had the wrong application that would like destroy her entire life. Like the wow. imagery there was just wow. crazy, man. Mm. So having that, having, being a part of, of, of developing and cultivating that in those kids, man, was awesome. Dude, that's cool, man. Cool, crazy cool. Is that, is that still going on still that you know of? The, the still going Speak on. Out Lounge yeah, speak and out Speak lounge. Out Poets still yeah, happening? Yeah, man, we're trying, to, we're trying to expand it, man. Are so, you still yeah. involved? Yeah, absolutely, okay. right. man. Right. Absolutely. So it's just like I said, man, it's taking these young voices and giving them, and it's also building them up. Because mm-hmm. these kids, they don't, they don't value themselves, right? They, they always, they're at a place where they're, you know, their, their self-esteem is low because no one's ever told them they could do anything. There's been no one to push them and no sure. one to say, yo, yep. you have this voice. You can use it. You can affect people. So mm-hmm. having them build that, that self-confidence has been huge, man. You know, you know what's, what's cool about what you're saying, mm-hmm. man, is there's this huge, big, popular buzz phrase right now called social-emotional wellness, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so a lot of uh, young people, kids, don't yeah. really know how to deal with how they feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the cool thing about poetry and and, and hip hop in yeah. general is that you can express yourself rhythmically Absolutely. Um, and, and get that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Artistically, absolutely, and I think what you're doing with with Speak Out Poets in the mm-hmm, Lounge mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. is great and taps right into Praise that, God, man. so absolutely. the kids can actually tap into how they feel, express how they feel, mm-hmm. and then because of you and your coaching and your direction, yeah. you've ha- now allowed them to be able to get it out, mm-hmm. but see the hope, or at least absolutely. look for the hope, if, for even it. if they don't believe it's there, absolutely. to look for it. Absolutely, man. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. So I wish I wish the best of luck with that, man. I appreciate Thank it. you, man, for coming on and spending this time me, with bro. us, man. It's Thank been an honor. Me, man. It really Praise has, God, man. man. So we'll be back next week. Remember, life's a journey. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the trip. That's a wrap for this episode of The Soul Journey. Hopefully you learned something were inspired and motivated to begin a journey of your own. Please email me your comments, questions, or even suggestions for my next guest at proverb.newsome at gmail.com. Once again, that's proverb.newsome at gmail.com. This has been The Soldier. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy the trip.